Hello, it is us. It is us, and we are back again. Yes, it is we. Godfather, they, them. Yes, and us. How are you doing? I am. No, it's not corny. That's cool. I'm Mr. Devil Slayer. And I'm Mrs. Devil Slayer. Yes, yes, yes. And we are in the house. What is up, Jerry? I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Yeah, yeah. Did y'all? Productive weekend. Yes. We've been having some nice weather. I went outside the other day and OMG. It was so nice to just get some vitamin D. And it's summer, y'all. It's summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What she said. (laughs) Hey, listen. We're going to do the old switcheroo today. Um, the summers aren't going to be on with us today because they um, had to take the kids to the choir. Uh, they had a uh, choir rehearsal for the first time, their daughters. So we're happy for them. Oh, that's so, so congratulations. Sweet. Listen, we support guys. family around here. That's God right. first, family second, ministry yes. third. Yes. It's all about prioritizing. Yes. Say that again. God. God first, family second, ministry, ministry. or your job third. That's right. Y'all heard it here first. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Babe, can you pray us in, please? Yes. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Father. We thank you for family. We thank you for us being in the family of yes. God and being adopted sons and daughters. We thank you for the ability to just come to you, Father, um, <clears throat> boldly. To the throne of grace. Yes. And we're just giving you thanks, Father, for intervening. Lord, have your way, Holy Spirit. Speak through our mouth gates, Lord, and we thank you for whatever that we have to share that would edify those that are listening. And we just bless this segment right now. We bless all the listeners and our supporters, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. And um, we just give you thanks for it all. Jesus' name, amen, amen. Amen, amen, amen. So, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. I've been doing great. I'm doing great. How about yourself? You know, you know, you know. God is good. God is good. Just been growing and being stretched in this season. Marriage will stretch you, y'all. Marriage will stretch you. Speaking of marriage, we've been talking about marriage for a while now, haven't we? Yes. We've been talking for marriage for a long while. And um, the reason why is because, you know, marriage has gotten a bad rap. Yeah. You know, um, we see marriages uh, ending, uh, fizzling out. Mm-hmm. Um, we want we see marriage on the fizzle, but we want marriage to be on the sizzle. Mm-hmm. We want to want to keep it hot. We want to keep it going. We want to keep it alive, and uh, we want to make sure that um, we do our part to um, encourage. Um, marriage, encourage individuals who might be going through a hard time in marriage. Um, is this, this is a better way. Yeah. There's a better way and there's hope, you know. Um, so we, we partnered along with some, um, prayer warriors, um, some awesome entrepreneurs and, um, uh, the nobles. Uh, coming out with a book called War on Divorce. The, the book Art is out. of War Art. on Divorce. Art it's an anthology. Divorce. It's a couple, yes. uh, couples, eight couples, yes. real stories, yes. real couples, y'all. Uh, yes. Over 30 years of marriage. 
giving practical strategies, advice yes. on how they've maintained marriage, um, or how they've overcome, how we've overcome in different areas in our marriages. Yes. And we're still growing. We're still learning. Yes. Um, amen. 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 So if you want a copy of the book, uh, give us a shout out. Reach out to us. Okay. Um, at UFL Ministries, INTL. Uh, dot com to get yourself a copy um, because this book is fire. Um, not only is it fire, but um, it's important. It's important uh, to the body of Christ within the body of Christ that um, we learn how to keep Christ alive in our marriage. Uh, uh, how we learn how to uh, see. Um, in our marriage when we're going through the difficult times, okay, and how we can uh, use Christ even to avoid some of the difficult times that come. Yeah. We can actually use Christ to avoid the difficult times. How do you avoid the difficult times? A lot of times it's by learning how others went through the difficult times and uh, attained victory uh, through Christ. And that's what this book is all about. Talk. One, one thing I like about the book is that it talks about the good times and then the recovery times and using Christ, the Holy Spirit, to help in those times. Amen. And these are the things that we need to hear. You see, because marriage, uh, especially when it's not going too good, can make uh, couples seem like they're on the island. Mm, that's good. I said people seem like they're on an island, like they're by themselves. by themselves. Yes. You know, like nobody else is experiencing what I'm experiencing, right. experiencing. And once you think like that, Satan sets in. This is true. To, that's an open door yes, for him to it, come in and yes. have you in deception. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It starts to tell you that, mm. you know, you're right. Nobody else is going through this. The person that you're going through this with you, this is abnormal. It's not supposed to be like this. This is not how marriage is supposed to be. You know what? You don't even need. You don't even need to be in this marriage. You don't even need to. Did you Did you hear Those the way thoughts. that they spoke to you? They didn't need to speak to you that way. And you're going through a bad time right now. You know why you need to be married? You know you do better off if you're single. You do better off if you just got the big D and just got to step in. You know, you should really think about that. You know, you know, I know a good lawyer too. You know, next thing you know, you're getting on, you're, you're, uh, you're, 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 you're going to social media, and then what pops up? One eight hundred divorce. <laughs> yeah, no, this is serious. Um, you know, you know, I think being married, we have more of a challenge maintaining our thoughts. Um, I wow. think it definitely stretches us, and it stretches our <laughs> our faith. In um, our faith in the scriptures, yeah. our faith in Jesus. Um, I, I was reminded of Paul in First Corinthians, ooh, excuse me, Second Corinthians, when urging us to take every captive, taking captive to every thought mm. and making it obedient to Christ. Um, there's another person involved. So when those thoughts come, this is the scripture that we need to run to in our minds rather than, you know, we have the decision to run with that thought or to take it captive and cast it down. Like this is the enemy. We have an adversary. Okay. 
we have an adversary. There's no way of getting around it. But listen, we are here to encourage you, encourage ourselves and say, Holy Spirit, God, our Father in heaven, he didn't leave us helpless. He left us with the Holy Spirit and he left us with the word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit. And so we need to utilize it and exercise um, 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, taking captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. It's going to take work and it's going to take discipline on our part to go to this word every time we have um, thoughts that come up that are contrary because there are so many opportunities for strife to come in, division to come in, and um, we just want to be uh, vigilant um, about maintaining that's what it's about, maintaining our oneness in marriage, because it will affect Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12, that two is better than one. The scripture that we've um, made the foundation of this series, these are going to be hindrances on our path to this oneness. The enemy is after the oneness, our oneness in marriage, because once we can set aside these differences and get a handhold, we can be so powerful together. Yeah, what happens is, is that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that scripture is very important. Taking captive every thought. What did I just say? I just said that Satan will be whispering in your ear. What did I say before that? First thing you start when you're going through a bad time, right? You start to, if you start to think negatively, that's when Satan can come in and compound on those thoughts. Okay. Uh, uh, what happened or capitalize on those thoughts. See what happens is, is that right? Our flesh is in direct alignment with what Satan wants. Our flesh is sensual. It has lust. It has, uh, wants. Okay, so once our flesh wants something, normally it goes against uh, the tenets of scripture. And what happens is that that gives Satan the access it needs to then uh, uh, capitalize on what it is that we think. So that's why the scripture tells us to take captive the thoughts that you think of. This means that you actually have to meditate and think about what you are, what is going on in your mind. What are you thinking? And then you have to take captive that, those thoughts and make sure it's in alignment with what Holy Spirit wants. So once you start thinking, oh my God, this marriage is not going to work, you have to be aware enough to be to to say, well, well wait a minute, wait, well, marriage is forever. So why am I saying it's not working? Now you're starting to uh, take captive what you're thinking. It's like, wait a minute, is that in line with Holy Spirit? And then you got to go to Holy Spirit. Now you're taking that thought. You, what you're doing is you're laying your cares at the foundation where Jesus is. You're casting your cares to Christ. That's good. Okay, so that he could take care of that. While he's taking care of that, the Holy Spirit is now implanting in your head the righteous way of doing things, the holy way of doing things, the loving way of doing things, the forgiving way of doing things, the wisdomatic way 
uh, in the ways of the Lord and whence you should go. And that's why it says in scripture that we go on the path of the way. The way meaning God's way, the way he wants it done. You see, because if we do it in our own flesh, we're cooked. Yeah. We're barbecued chicken. And before you know it, the marriage has failed. Kapui kaplunk. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And that just brings me to our uh, next scripture, which is Galatians 5. And we've been reading from Galatians 5.14 and building upon Ecclesiastes. It says, for the entire law is fulfilled on keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. And this, to me, I think really describes yeah. the tension and the um, strife, the things that we go through as married people, this biting and devouring each other. Um, it says, watch out that we can destroy each other with our words by biting and devouring each other. And this is what we have to get a grasp of right here. I'm going to keep going further. It says, so I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. My husband was talking about the flesh, right? Uh, the flesh can be a way of thinking as well. Uh, it says, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit was contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. So this, this, um, this verse right here gives us the answer. So a lot of our issues that we're seeing in our marriages, we're not being diligent and consistent by walking in the spirit. But there still is hope because guess what? If we're walking in the flesh, we have the opportunity to switch right over and walk into the spirit. That's how easy it is. But unfortunately, sometimes it could be late because guess what? By the time we bite and devour each other, it can cause destruction. And that's where we want to work to not to get to that place where we can forgive quickly like the mm. summer says we can recognize forgive quickly so we don't get to that place where we're devouring and destroying our marriages with our own tongues well amazing you know um, i just got the division of uh uh oh god god gave it to me he said um he said um just think about zombies mm -hmm. when they bite when, when, when they bite and tear you know when, when they go on a, a tear and find a, a human to bite and devour think about a zombie the these, these these demons our thoughts can be zombie like sometimes and when you then uh, those thoughts manifest into words. Mm -hmm. You're biting your spouse. You're 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 devouring their their hopes, their dreams with negative words. And make no mistake about it, say you can destroy each other. That means y'all get the fist of cuffing. It can happen. Mm -hmm. You get the fist of cuffing, throwing things at each other, throwing uh, nasty epithets at each other before you know it. Um, you know, you, you know, called the cops, you know, called Tyrone, you know, called your family, you know, to handle the situation that, uh, if you had just took captive of the thoughts that you had in your head, it also says in scripture that the nine fruit of the Holy Spirit, the last one is self-control. That is not 
uh, it should not be an option to have self-control. You have to have self-control and it's a fruit of the spirit. That's why it says in scripture to go to the Holy Spirit, go to spirit and not the flesh. Because when you go to the spirit, you get the fruit of the spirit. You get the gentleness, you get the kindness, you get the self-control that you need to curb your mouth to curb your thinking. You get the self-control just enough for you to keep going back to the Holy Spirit. So you get the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which are the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which can help save the sanctity of marriage and uh, keep you from ever having to do anything else. And this is why the book, The War on Divorce, is so important because it speaks of all of these things, of how all these beautiful men and women of God handled themselves in the midst of turmoil with Holy Spirit. You need Holy Spirit. Yeah, amen. And I'm, as you were talking, I was thinking about um, in James when it talks about our tongues is set on fire by hell. Mm. And so this is where the the conflict comes in because there's certain times our emotions would want us to act in a way where w which would set the direction of our tongue. And in that moment, we have to decide, are we going to allow our tongue to, to lead us into a place of destruction or are we going to yield to the spirit? We all have that decision to make in marriage because face it, our spouses, they are human. I mean, superhuman because they have the Holy Spirit, so they're capable of yielding to the Holy Spirit as well. But they're flawed like we're flawed. So make no doubt about it. They will say things sometimes that will press your buttons, that will get on your nerves. And you have to decide if you're going to allow your tongue to be set on fire by hell and say what you really feel. Or are you going to allow yourself to walk in the spirit and be led like it says in 18 right here? But if you are led by the spirit, you're not under the law. I'm going to keep going. 19. We want to be led by the spirit more. And this is just challenging all of us tonight. This is a sobering message. We all need to be led by the spirit more in our marriages. Um, the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord. We can cause discord in our own marriages, but just by our tongues. Jealousy, fits of rage selfish ambition some of us we still are dealing with selfishness um even selfish ambitions ambitions um dissensions factions and envy drunkenness orgies and the like Paul says i warn you as i did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of god mm -hmm. so some of us might be saying okay well what does it mean to walk in the spirit and what does it mean to walk in the flesh right here you can go and you can decipher now and line your own attitudes, your behaviors, re your reactions as well. And 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 just line it up with, the, with scripture, you know, and, and say, ask the father in your private time. Um, am I causing discord right now? Am, am I jealous? Am I having a fit of rage? Then you are, what the Bible says, acting in your flesh. Um, the, way, the flesh is also a way of thinking as well. But um, this is... A measuring stick. This is a great scripture and a foundation for all of us to use to check ourselves, not check our mates, check yourself, check me, check Kia, okay, daily, maybe hourly, um, in order for us to get victory 
in these areas. Um, then what my husband was talking about, the fruit of the spirit, uh, going back up, it says walk by the spirit. Well, somebody might be saying, well, what does it mean to walk by the spirit? Well, how do you know that you're walking by the spirit or you're in the spirit? Is that you're, is that you're walking in the fruit of the spirit? Is uh, In 22, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love. Are you exhibiting love? We know the love chapter is in Corinthians 13. The love chapter, you can go back and read that at your leisure. Love is patient, love is kind, love endures. It doesn't take account to a suffered wrong. It explains the definition of God's love um, measurement because we're supposed to be loving our neighbor, which is our spouse we live with day in, day out. And even if you have children, our closest people to us, they need to see this love walk the most. So going back to the fruit of the spirit in 22, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance. Here's a good one for us as married folks, right? Forbearance. This is a putting up with, right? Um, for lack of a better word, putting up with your partner. You're going to have quirks. You know, that's a part of the fruit of the spirit, the gift of the spirit that comes with the Holy Spirit. Thank God that we can develop in this fruit because we we need forbearance, <laughs> kindness. We need kindness. We need goodness. We need faithfulness. So whenever you're tempted to react in the flesh in 19, think upon 22. How can I reroute and rechannel this and do something out of kindness? How can I, then you'll be walking in the spirit. How can I reroute this anger right now? How can I turn this around and be gentle? And you'll be walking in the fruit of the spirit. Gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Against such thing, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So our flesh has its own passions and its desires. It's got a mind of its own and we have to discipline this thing. Since we live by the spirit, let us keep in the step with the spirit. That's where tongues that's a whole nother teaching, but praying in the Holy Ghost, in the heavenly language, definitely helps our weaknesses. When we're weak, God is strong. Praying in the Spirit will definitely help you walk in the Spirit and stay in the love of God, which we desperately need. If we're going to love our neighbor, which is our spouse, as, our, as we love ourselves and overcome in these areas that tempt us daily. Something as small as the toilet paper not being put back. <laughs> right. Something as small as the tooth, you know, uh, the, the toothpaste cap. There are couples that have divorced over these um, small issues. You know, you might see, might, you might say, oh, that's small, but you'd be surprised on the little things that can blow, blow up into big issues because of these life lessons right here. Not taking captive thoughts, not practicing forbearance, not going to the word and saying, okay, God, help me. I'm really annoyed right now. How do I overcome this errand forbearance? I'm telling you, we go. if you go to the scripture, the Lord will give you that exchange that you need. He'll give you that peace. He'll give you that wisdom. He'll give you that um, wherewithal to overcome that negative emotion, that fit of rage. Have your rage, but then submit those emotions to the Lord Jesus and allow him to exchange it for the fruit of the spirit so you can go back, reconcile, and walk in the spirit with your, with your spouse. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's, that's all of that. All of that is key. You see what happens is, is that right? You hear all of these things about, they're saying that the Bible is not real. Um, that is phony, that is made up by a lot of different people. Um, what happens is, is that 
That's another ploy by Satan to whisper in your ear to make you think that the Bible is not real so you don't read it. So you don't find the answers. You see, the answers are in Holy Scripture. What happens is that Satan distracts you, obstructs you, and teaches you that the Word of God is of no effect, that is not real. So you wind up not reading the very book that has living words in it. Each page of the Bible is living. It is alive and it is teaching you something. And that's what the word of God, that's what Satan tries to do. Take you away from the word of God because it gives you the answers to those issues that you have in life, to those issues that you have in marriage, to those issues that you have when you broke as a joke, okay? And the, the, the movies, radio, TV, videos, what will it tell you to do? Go and rob somebody to feed your children, okay? Um, it'll, have you te it'll, it'll teach you that your children are more important than your spouse. It will teach you how divorce is the best thing to do because you're petty enough to argue over whose underwear is left on the floor instead of in the hamper. The, the, the word of God teaches you how to look past that or don't walk past it and pick it up and put it in the laundry basket instead of you pointing the finger and thinking that you have to make a big display about the underwear that's not in the hamper that causes you to have the cops called on you and get you arrested. Okay, these are the, the snares of the evil one of the interloper and it interlopes in marriage. It, uh, it, 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 it interjects a good marriage with negativity. It does this through unforgiveness. It does it through miscommunication. It does it through uh, misunderstandings. And uh, it does it through the flesh. It assists the flesh. It assists in your negative emotions to make marriage worse, to make you not turn towards scripture, to make you not turn towards Holy Spirit, who will simply say to you, there's a better way. There's a better way to deal with this situation instead of hauling off and calling your wife the B word or hauling off and thinking that you have to slap your man or hauling off and using the children against uh, your spouse, or hauling off and deciding that you're not going to um, uh, have uh, intercourse. Uh, there's a plethora of negative ways and means to go about uh, marriage when you don't put Holy Spirit and Scripture first. Amen. 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 And it says in verse 26, let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. 
-hmm. What does that mean to you? That last verse. It's, it's, it's easy. Uh, again, it's all about what are you thinking about? What are you thinking about that you're not taking captive to take to Holy Spirit, to drop at the feet of Jesus? Jealousy is a flesh issue. Okay. Uh, what else does it say? Jealousy. Uh, anger is a flesh issue. Okay, um, conceited is a flesh issue. All of those are issues before they take root in your being, in the fiber of your being. You have to take it to Holy Spirit first. You have, the Bible instructs you to take it captive. Take your thoughts captive. Your thoughts have so much power. Okay. And you have to be able to catch it out there. What does this mean? That means you have to have a relationship with God first. Okay? This is how we look at it. When you have a relationship with God, it's like you wearing all white and then stepping outside. You got white shoes, white sneakers, white pants, white baseball cap, white shirt, white blouse, right? You're going to make sure if you see a puddle ahead that you're going to walk a block away from it, you're going to make sure when you see mud on the floor, you're going to walk a block on the other side. You're going to make sure when you go to the restaurant, you don't order grape juice, ketchup, or Kool-Aid. You're going to make sure, and if you see those things, you're going to do your best to avoid them. Why? Because white, white, is like you don't want to mess up your white. You got to make sure you put on enough powder so you don't sweat, and that you're going to do whatever you can to make sure that you don't get that white dirty at all costs. That's the same thing with your when you go to the Holy Spirit, everything is pure, everything is pure. You'll be able to see what's muddy miles away. You'll be able to see the arguments a mile away. You don't want to taint your your purity, excuse me, your purity with what um uh with what the negativity that could come out of it. Your marriage is holy. It is a gift from God. There are so many people out there that's going around saying, yeah. There's no good men in the, in the church. There's just no good men, and, and and you got you got you got guys saying uh, uh things like, yeah, man, I don't want to get married. I don't want a wife, man. I just want somebody who, who, to lay around with, you know, whatever the case. Okay, those are the thoughts that need to be taken captive, starting out. But what I'm saying to you is, is that the this, the sanctity of marriage is still beautiful. Yes. It's still alive. And you get to improve on life by improving in your by improving in your independency, your your individuality with Christ, which makes you a better person in your marriage, which makes you a better person in life. It could make you a better person in your life if you uh, go to Holy Spirit in your marriage. If you can succeed in your marriage, you will succeed in life. Let me say that again. If you succeed 
in if you can if you can succeed in marriage in Christ, then you will succeed in life in Christ. Amen. Amen. Um, I want to take some time to um, for those that desire a fresh slate, a fresh start. Um, I want us to go before the Holy Spirit. We're all going to do this together because I'm definitely sensing that the Lord is present and I believe that he wants to do a new thing in you, through you. Um, and so let's go before the Lord. And uh, first and foremost, uh, I believe that marriage takes a repentant heart. So um, for those of you that have your prayer language already, let's just go before him and start praying in the spirit. And as he shows you things, just that you need to uh, to repent, um, ask for you know, his, his, his grace to help you in those areas. And get some deliverance going at the same and time. And this is for everybody. So um, let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father, we are coming to you, Lord, unified as your sons and as your daughters right now. Father, you said, Lord, that praying in the spirit, we're praying in our most holy faith, Lord. We're coming before you without wrath, without faith, without, excuse me, without wrath, without unbelief, Lord. We're coming before you, lifting up our marriage, lifting up every marriage at the sound of my voice. We're laying down our will, Father. We're laying down any selfish ambitions, Father. We're laying down ego and pride this day. And we are we are asking for repentant hearts, Lord. Just not a one-time repentant heart, Lord. But we're asking, Lord, for, for continuous repentance heart, Lord. We come before you repenting, Father, of any wayward ways, Lord. Any wayward thoughts, Father. We are coming before you, Father, casting down every imagination, Lord, every high thing that has exalted in our minds, Lord, against our marriages, any words of divorce that we've entertained, Lord, in the crevices, in the in the in the ikora, hidden places in our minds, Father, we cast them down in the name of yes, Jesus. Yes. Any thoughts that we've entertained of strife and division, Lord, in our homes, Lord, ikora, we repent of it right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. We turn the ship right now with our tongues, Father, around in our marriages, in our families, in our homes, Lord, to reflect, Father, what you would have us to say, Father, to reflect the fruit of the Spirit, as it says in Galatians five and twenty-two, Lord. Shall we thank you for your fruit, Lord, that enables us to be loving and joyful and peaceful, Lord, and have forbearance, Lord, in our homes, Lord, and exercise the love, Lord, that you have for us, Lord, in our marriages, Lord. Father, we repent of 
dissensions and factions and fits of rage and jealousy and discord and hatred any open doors Lord we close them right now in the mighty name of Jesus we plead the blood right now in the mighty name of Jesus over our thought lives we thank you right now we take authority right now over every demonic force that has come up against us to turn one from another, Lord, to turn husband against wife. I'm thanking you right now, Father, for a repentance to sweep every home across the United States and even internationally in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, have your way right now in the mighty Teach us how to be humble, Father. Teach us how to love, Lord, the way you would want us to love, Lord, our spouses in the mighty name of Jesus with humility, serving like it says here, serving, using our freedom to humbly serve one another rather than biting and devouring each other, Lord. We repent, Father, of this contention and strife that we've invited into our homes, Lord, out of our mouths in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, discipline our tongues this day. And forevermore in the name of Jesus, may we be sensitive, Father, for every word that leaves our tongue in the name of Jesus, may we be edified and exhort may exhort father May we be, may we exhort Father and edify our husband and our wife, Lord, rather than use our mouth to to tear them down in the mighty name of Jesus. We decree and declare all is well with every home, every household, every family dynamic, every blended family in the mighty name of Jesus. We we bind and curse every generational any generational curse that's been spoken over you in the mighty name of Jesus. We break it right now in the name of Jesus you and your family shall live you and your family shall live you and your marriage shall live and declare the works of the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus we thank you Father that your word says no weapon formed against us no weapon formed against our marriages no weapon formed against our families shall prosper we come against the adulterous the adulterous spirit in the mighty name of Jesus command it to go back into the abyss from whence it come in the mighty name of Jesus hallelujah Lord we thank you right now. We thank you, Father, for purifying our hearts, purifying our minds, purifying our marriages, turning us back to your word, turning us back to prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 Everybody out there in uh, Radio Land who's listening to of my voice, I want you to repeat this after me. All is well in our marriage. All is well in our marriage. All is well in our health. All is well in our health. All is well in our finances. All is well in our finances. All is well in our home. All is well in our home. All is well with our children. All is well with our children. All is well with our bank accounts. All is well with our bank accounts. All is well with our businesses. All is well with our businesses. All is well in our dreams. All is well with our dreams. All is well with our friends and our family. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All is well, but you dare to say all is well. Whatever else is going on in your household, in your marriage, uh, just fill in all is well and repeat that. And then repeat that every day, every second, every time you come upon a problem, say all is well. I dare you to say that. I challenge you to say that. I request that you say that 
I command that you say that and all will be well. It all starts with what you think. It all starts with what you say after you think. And then it all will come into manifestation. It will all manifest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We say this to you all knowing and encouragement, inspiration and motivation, knowing that uh, God has not left you alone. God has not left you alone. God has not left you. He is always with you and he never forsakes you. He has not forsaken your marriage. He has not forsaken your life. He has not forsaken your household. There are thousands of angels around you right now releasing the words that you said when you said all is well. Be ready. Be expecting. Be an be, be in encouragement at the beautiful things that God is going to do for you and your household. And now it is time. It is time that if you want to come into the glorious sanctity and sanctuary of the Most High, you can repeat after my wife. Yes, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I admit, I admit, and I recognize, and I recognize that I'm a sinner. That I'm a sinner. I ask you, I ask to you come into my heart. To come into my heart. I ask you, I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. To forgive me of all of my sins and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. And cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I believe you died for me. I believe Jesus died for me. I believe that Jesus rose. I believe that Jesus rose. And I believe Jesus is coming back again. And I believe Jesus is coming back again. Make me. Make me. Shape me. Shape me. And mold me. And mold me. Into what you. Into what you. Would have me to be. Into what you got and would I, have me to be. And I thank you, Lord. And I thank you, Lord. For saving me. For saving me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you said that prayer, the Bible says angels a thousand angels are glorified. Are being glorified. A thousand angels. Magnified. They're being magnified right now. They're rejoicing well, over you. Bible says old things have passed. Behold, all things are made new. And we welcome you into the family of God, beloved. You did it. If you just said that prayer, you are born again, what the Bible calls born again. Yes. If you would like to learn more about what being born again means, please reach out to us at uflministriesintl at gmail.com. Or yes. you can reach us on the gram at... Dwayne the pastor yes. or at Mrs. Devil Slayer. Yes, we, 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 hey, and listen, get the book, The Art of yes. War on, on divorce. divorce. Married, single, it's always great to prepare, but yes. I think it would benefit everyone. Mm -hmm. it, it, it would definitely do that. Okay, it's definitely um, strengthening our marriage and we have our challenges, but um, it, it, it works. It works. I mean, uh, even when we, even if we ever, ever wanted to, all we gotta, all we just, we, we're holding ourselves accountable. I know I am. I'm holding myself accountable. I, I, I can't write a book about war and divorce, <laughs> and then at the first challenge, want to think about divorce. It's, it's not even on the table. I'm holding myself accountable. Thank and, God for grace. Yes. That Mm -hmm. Yes, that there is a way of escape when That's temptation right. comes right. your way and our way in Jesus' name. That's right. If you want to get a copy of the book, reach out to us at UFO uh, Ministries, INTL, and we'll make sure we'll ship you a copy. Uh, they're, they're going. They're going off the racks, guys. Okay, so we're, we're, 
We're here for you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and we love you. Yes, like we always say, we love you. And only, only God, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit love you more. Shout for now. That's right.